Previously on Wove Inspiration. The calling on my life has been to try to work with people in one-on-one moments. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a really, I could give you a whole long sob story where I battled depression when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And then in my adult life, I actually lost three different people to suicide. Wow. And it, it just, it shattered me. It forced me towards God to reconcile it and heal from my grieving. Yeah. Uh, this is Wove Inspiration. Here to inspire, encourage, and uplift. Well, good morning, good morning. This is Althea with Wove Inspiration's Monday Morning Motivation. I am your host, Althea Richardson, and I am so excited to have this special guest on my show today. It is a blessing and honor to be able to talk to a fellow chaplain in for the mil, uh, for the police department and it is awesome to also talk to a woman of god so thank Amen. you so much for being on the show pastor pitts how are you doing today i am well thank you for having me thank you for having me yes thank you for being on the show so tell the audience a little bit about yourself well i am a <laughs> down-to-earth individual um God has uh, blessed me with many gifts, but much responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, I am an author. Um, I released a book called uh, Let It Go For Your Sake, Forgive, which is the most recent book. Um, and um, preacher, teacher, musician, singer. And um, as you already stated, um, I am the first Afro-American female police chaplain of the Millville Police Department. And I also work alongside the Millville Fire Department and Memorial High School as well. Wow, that is that right there is awesome because with everything that's going on um, mm-hmm. with our different police officers and everything, a chaplain is definitely needed. So, how did you actually get into being a, a chaplain? <laughs> well, um, I had uh, got the certification. Uh, for Christian, min- well, actually a diploma uh, with Christian ministry and chaplaincy. Mm-hmm. And um, this definitely was the Lord's doing. Um, there was a gentleman who would contact me uh, to go to um, a fellowship meeting, and I would never go. And I did not know this gentleman. Uh, we didn't have any type of in-depth conversation. So this was about the third time he calls me. I said, so let me go See, see what's going on, why he keeps calling me. So I go to the fellowship meeting. And so afterwards, he says to me, uh, I want to take you to go meet the police chief. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, we ain't even had this conversation. What is this about? Yeah. So we, we get to the police station and uh, he's giving me this grand tour of the police station. And uh, we get to this officer and he says, we got to hurry up and get her application and swear her in. And uh, again, in my mind, I'm saying, we ain't even had this conversation. What is going on? And that's how I got into the police department. But uh, Yeah. But two days prior to that, my bishop, uh, he said to me, he said, 
the season that you're in, you are just going to be, um, there's going to be times you're going to walk right into the middle of things Mm -hmm. and you're not going to have a chance to uh, make a decision about anything. Yes. And two days later, this happened with the police department. So it was definitely the Lord's doing um, how I got in there. Yes. Yeah, that that is amazing because and that's how God usually works. He doesn't he because it doesn't allow you the time to figure Mm -hmm. it out or examine it or like back out of it. Cause once you in there, you <laughs> don't have no other choice but to go with the flow. And that's the way that he wants you and wants all of us to really flow is just flow with the, with the spirit. That's all you got to do. So when you initially um, became a, a pastor, um, what was the experience like for you? Um, I, um, I enjoy doing what I do. Um, like I tell people, um, whatever you do, um, there, whatever you are involved in, there is something that drives you, which is your passion, whatever that is, whatever your motivations are. And um, I just love helping people. And um, before I became a pastor, I kind of went through a process where um, at one point I was ordained and um, as a missionary. And from that point, I was um you know, ordained as an evangelist and then the pastoral ship. Uh, but before I even uh, became a pastor, I was already doing the work of a pastor okay. as an evangelist. Um, my evangelistic ministry started online. I used to do a lot of um, writings and articles and different things of that nature. But then there came a point in time that uh, people were calling me uh, for advice and prayer, and I was, you know, and they were under uh, different leaderships, but for whatever reason, uh, they felt as though they could not go to their pastor or mm-hmm. whatever, and so they were coming to me, okay. um, and that was before I even started pastoring. Yeah. Um, I I will say um, my uh, experience, um, people tend to judge a book by its cover. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't look like the normal pastor. You know, I got locks in my hair, um, <laughs> you know, being young, female, and, uh, of course, African-American. Um, these things, you know, there was different challenges because uh, people would judge on the outward appearance. And then when I opened my mouth, it was like, oh, I didn't know all that was in there, you know, that type of thing. Okay. And um, the way I was taught, um, you don't have to prostitute your giftings or your anointing. Oh, if I don't say any, yeah, because, you know, if I don't say anything, the anointing in me ought to recognize the anointing in you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because you'll have people, uh, I'm just using this as example, you may be asked to take up the offering and you want to sneak a preach, you know, let people, you trying to show both your gifts yes. when I shouldn't have to do all of that. And my mind always go back with the scripture with Mary and Elizabeth, when Mary met her cousin Elizabeth, John immediately leaped in the womb. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and that's how it should be um, with our brothers and sisters in Christ. If I don't say anything, uh, the God in you ought to recognize the God in me, and, and we should be able to connect um, that way. Ooh, okay. Yeah. See, that's what I'm talking about. And see, that's yeah. what a lot of people really don't understand. Um, mm-hmm. There are unfortunately a lot of pastors where 
that have that mindset where they're just doing this as a gig or yes. for the notoriety or for mm-hmm. the go or whatever the case is. But if you don't have the anointing, what yes. you doing right, right then and there, right for that season of the time mm-hmm. is not going to last because mm-hmm. there are people out there that are looking for real people to be real yes. honest with them. We are in the end times, y'all, for real, for real. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and what I recognize, what I realize this is you have a lot of people saying uh, they're calling this anointing or they're saying that person is uh, uh, anointed mm-hmm. and really they're going off of um, maybe charisma or here it is again, the outward appearance, because it was just like when Samuel, uh, when he went to go anoint uh, um, the next king because God had uh, 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 pretty much kicked Saul to the curb. Mm-hmm. Samuel starts looking at the outward appearance and God says, look, I don't look at the outward appearance. He said, I look at the man, look on the outward appearance, but I look at the heart. Yes. And, you know, Samuel, he's looking at uh, Jesse's boys and God said, I ain't chose none of these, you know. Right. And that's what we have now where people are, you know, oh, well, uh, this person looked apart, you know, but yeah. the inside is all jacked up. And um, so you have people, um, like I tell people, one thing that I've learned, when God calls you to something, it's not patterned after anybody else. Right. And you you see now people are mimicking people. God don't need another T.D. Jakes. He don't need another Cheryl Brady. Yeah. He wants to use you being uniquely you, you know, same thing. You hear people, they, uh, they, they sound the same far as singing or, mm-hmm. you know, keep, they all doing the same riffs. Um, you know, God is in uniqueness. And, um, and honestly, I, I gravitate to unique ministries because, um, I know that God is in it because it's not patterned after any, any, anything else. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And they just need to understand that we are all fearfully and wonderfully made and, and we have a purpose. Everyone has been called and the accepting yes. of being called is that you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord. Absolutely. Now let's work on your purpose. The specific thing that God predestined you to do. People need to Absolutely. that how important it is to now get in relationship with God and find out about your purpose. And it is evident that when you were basically thrust (laughs) into the police (laughs) department, that he said, this is your purpose. (laughs) Amen. Amen. And it's it's, it's, it's so crazy because um, I pastored a church for six years and um, God told me to close it down. And I kind of grieved about it and I didn't understand Mm-hmm. Um, I had a lot of young people um, in the ministry, and I remember uh, going to this ordination service, and the man of God that was uh, doing it, he said, sometimes God will move the visionary, but not the vision, mm. and um, the vision is in me, and so I tell people all the time, I can start church at any time, but yeah. the question is, is that what God wants me to do, and right now, had I had I still been pastoring, I would not be doing what I'm doing right now. Yeah. And, um, you know, so as time unfolded, you know, God, God began to enlighten me and make things clearer as to 
why things had to happen. Mm -hmm. And um, to be honest with you, I'm freer than I've ever been. Um, You know, freer than I've ever been. And um, this is the greater works. You know, a lot of times people want to be, uh, you know, uh, be behind a pulpit and and, and stuck in in a building. Mm -hmm. And all of that has its place. But this is the greater works where he talks about going into the hedges and highways and compelling them to come. And um, what I realized is God has, he has strategically placed his people in different areas. When we look at scripture, looking at Daniel, dealing with the king, Mm -hmm. you know, these are the people uh, um, that have power of influence that God is strategically placing us in different places so we can speak truth to them. Right, right, right. Even if that individual is in an environment that is not um, somewhere where, you know, your, your, I call them church folks wouldn't want to step into because it's not um, something that they are prepared to deal with. Those yeah. people that are able to walk in that, like, for example, working with the police officers in that mm-hmm. there are, you know, it's a lot of stuff going on with the police officers, mm-hmm. but there are not, there are a lot of police officers that love what they're doing but they are coming against obstacles. And so as your position as being a a lead or a police chaplain, what have you seen as far as your uh, police officers there in Midville? Well, um, what I've learned, um, I've actually uh, have, have a greater, uh, a greater appreciation for what they do. Mm -hmm. um, Because I do ride alongs and different things of that nature. Um, But, what I what I've learned in this process is that it is important that we build some type of relationship with people in order to earn trust. Yes, that's whether you go into the prison system, different areas. Uh, you have to earn trust. And um, what I realize a lot of time uh, we listen to respond instead of listening to understand. Right. And because a lot of times we could be talking to people and you're really not listening to understand because in your mind, you're trying to figure out what you what what your response is going to be. Mm -hmm. But I tell people all the time, if you truly listen to understand, then you'll be able to give the proper response. Not only will you be able to give the proper response, but if you really listen to understand what the other person is telling you, you can use that information to serve them. You right. know, uh, uh, you know, we always hear the saying too uh, heavily minded that we're no earthly good. And you can't, in this season, in this day and time, you just can't go browbeating people over the head with scripture. Mm, you need to make, you need to build, you need to build up a relationship which will open the door of trust right. to be able to minister them. Like I tell people all the time, if you minister to somebody homeless, go Go get them something to eat first, because if they're hungry, they're not hearing what you're saying. And while they're eating, then you can discuss salvation and different things of that nature. But you got to minister to the whole man, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And and Jesus did it. Jesus was the clear example of it. And um, I think that's the part that we're missing in in regards to um, building building that relationship where you're earning earning the trust. Yeah. 
And um, like you said, you know, majority of the officers, uh, you know, they are well detention. And one thing I think people fail to forget when you're dealing with officers, mm -hmm. when you're dealing with uh, first responders, they are trained to put their life on the line without thinking. That's right. So it, so if they see you in distress, they're not worried about what color you are, uh, 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 what sex you are, or none of that. They see someone in distress, they're in, they have been trained to immediately to put their lives on the line. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, 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 and on the other side of that, they're putting their life on the line and they're not even getting paid what they're really worth. Yeah, yeah. And another thing that people keep forgetting as well is that these, although these individuals wear a uniform and they have mm -hmm. authority, they are yes. still human and they still Absolutely. go home and they still have to yes. deal with whatever issues that they're dealing with. So one of yes. the things that we um, here in, in, in Houston, my husband and I, we have an organization. It's, it's called UCRA, which is United Chaplains Ride Along Association. And our main okay. focus is focusing on those police officers that are mm -hmm. experiencing PTSD. Okay. That is a, wow. I mean, I've done so much research on PTSD with police officers. It's not even mm -hmm. funny. And then here mm -hmm. recently with all of the suicides that have taken place in um, New York in, in mm -hmm. such a short period of time, it is just, yes. it's, it's mind bottling. So what kind of, um, service or what what are you what are some of the things that you offer at your um police department uh, one of the things um uh we are connected uh with the state of trenton and um the um guy who is responsible for um putting um all this together his name is gary holden mm -hmm. and uh one of the programs um that we have is to um teach the officers in regards to having gratitude Yes. Find find some things that you are thankful for. Um and um again just having the um even as chaplains we uh do different things for them. We may have like a um a lunch thing for the officers where they can bring uh their family and just different things of that nature. Okay. Um uh it, it's so many different things. Like for myself, um I've partnered uh with a good friend of mine who um works with the American Bible Association okay. and um, they have Bibles that are um, customized for police officers, um, for those that are serving like in the armed forces and also for uh, first responders. Okay. And so uh, what I've done is um, I've gotten those Bibles and um, took them to the police station and who, whoever wanted them, uh, they could have them and and most of them took the Bibles, and they were very appreciative of the Bibles. And in, the, in that Bible, uh, there's some devotional, uh, a seven-day devotional. There's prayers for, for specific things like for anger and just different things of that nature. Um, also, like I said, just availing myself myself to them. You know, do you need prayer? Do you want to talk? Yeah. Um, just making yourself available as well. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. you are also a lead chaplain for a high school. Can you tell me yes. a little bit more about that? Um, that is stemming also from the police department. Okay. And um, um, it's, it's uh, maybe about 15 of us um, 
at the police department, but um, the school that I'm a part of, it it actually was a, a, a eye opener for me mm-hmm. as to what kids have to face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in this day and time, and um, actually, I was kind of blown away when I went back into the school system. Um, but what I do is um, I go there to the schools, and mind you, I have a full time job. I work for social services. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> so you're real busy. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Um, I I work for social services in the Medicaid unit, okay. um, dealing with the Obamacare and New Jersey Family Care. Okay. And um, so what I do is before I go to my job in the morning, I go to the high school an hour before I my actual uh, job, and um, just make my presence known, let the students know um, if they don't feel comfortable in talking to anyone there at the school that. Um, I'm available. And so what I do is um, I uh, interact with the kids. I walk around the, you know, school building and different things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And um, also what happens with the school, and this also stems from the police department, we have a program that's called Station House Adjustment. Okay. And what that program is, is if uh, these kids, if they get in trouble in school or out of school, um, they are referred to this program and what it does is um, say if they did something um, that would cause for a charge um, for, as a juvenile, mm-hmm. they can have that opportunity to go through the program, um, which would involve some type of community service. Uh, once they complete those hours, then those charges will be dropped. Wow. Okay. If they don't complete those hours, then they have to go before the judge okay. and, um, uh, you know, more than likely they will be, their um, juvenile record will be charged. Um, and um, that's pretty much um, that process. And so what we do is um, we will initially meet with the parents and the child mm-hmm. and try to find out, um, you know, what, why did they do what they did? What did they learn from it? Just different things of that nature to see, you know, what the child's mindset and, and the family mindset is. And that's connected to a uh, community program where uh, there's resources not only for the child, but maybe the parent needs help as well. And um, so we have that program um, um, for the school as well. And the, uh, the other thing with that is if that child gets in trouble again, that program will not be offered to them. It's a, it's a, a one-time deal. So if you get if they get in trouble again, they won't be able to get go through that program. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're basically covering. You're making sure that everybody is covered from the parents to, yes. to the kids all the way down, and basically making sure that even the community is covered. So that's awesome. That's Amen. Awesome. Amen. So. Amen. In your words, you um, say that I live a life of servitude and leading by example is my Mm -hmm. most important effective means of leading others. Tell me a little bit more about your... Uh, Basically, just being a servant. Uh, Before I was a missionary, evangelist, pastor, I was a servant first. Mm -hmm. And uh, Jesus' words is, he said, I came to serve, but not to be served. Yes. And... um, I, I believe that's what's missing also um, in the body of Christ is uh, serving one another. You know, uh, a lot of people, as you said earlier, uh, they're in ministry for the wrong thing. They want to be served. They're not trying to serve anyone. Right. Um, they want someone to serve them. And um, 
the world would be a better place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. If, if if we were serving one another, you know, it's like you, you, we have to respect one another. We have to be submissive to one another. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we have to serve one another. And um, um, we know that the scripture says, he said, judgment begins at the house of God first. So, mm-hmm. you know, the house, we, we got to get ourselves in order. Um in order for the manifestation of what we want to see in the earth to take place, we got to, we got to get ourselves in line and get in order. Amen. Amen. Real quick. Tell me a little bit about your book. Let it go for your sake. It is a book on um, forgiveness um, and it touches a lot of different areas. Um, So anyone, whatever your level of unforgiveness may be, um, I've, believe that it is a book that will help you in that area. I share my own personal stories in it. Um, There is critical uh, exercises, critical thinking exercises, and self-reflection exercises. So it's actually a workbook. Um, I am blessed because um, most recently a pastor contacted me, uh, Pastor um, Aaron and Davina Hawkins, and they asked me to do a, a Bible study series. Um, based on my book. So it'll be a three-week uh, Bible study series that will be done October 2nd, 9th, and the 16th. Awesome. Awesome. Congratulations Amen. on that. Amen. Thank you. And, Thank you. Um, individuals can actually purchase this workbook for themselves as well? Um, absolutely. Um, it is available on Amazon and Kindle. Okay. And if you're uh, in my area, um, you can, you know, purchase purchase it from me directly so you don't have to pay the shipping and handling and we can just meet somewhere to uh, do the uh, business exchange. Right, right. And so how can people reach you? Um, I have um, a couple of uh, Facebook pages. Mm-hmm. Um, I have my uh, profile uh, page, which is Rev Alicia. Um, I have, um, there is, um, with the book, there is a um, group page called Let It Go For Your Sake Forgive um, group page as well. Um, I have an author page, which is Alicia Pitts, and also my website, aliciapitts.com. Awesome. Okay. So, Alicia Pitts, or Pastor Pitts, do you have mm-hmm. any last words for our listening audience? Um, my last words would be... Um, I believe that this is a season for God's people. I believe uh, this is also a, a season for people of color. Yes. And um, the word the Lord gave me it was to stay in a state of preparedness, mm-hmm. that when the opportunity presents itself, all you have to do is walk through the doors. So whatever your gifts, whatever your talents are, perfect those crafts. Because when the opportunity comes, you want you don't want to be like, can you give me a week or two? You want to be yeah. ready to walk through those doors. Yeah. You want to be ready to walk through those doors. And I can tell you right now, I'm living in it. I'm, I'm, I'm in the manifestation of it. Amen. Amen. And, amen. And to add to that, stay mm-hmm. in prayer. Because I know one amen. of the that people will say quickly, well, let me pray mm-hmm. on that. Well, if you're constantly mm-hmm. praying on a daily basis, absolutely opportunity opens all you got to do is walk in amen amen absolutely well alicia (laughs) it has been a privilege and honor 
to have you uh, show. Oh my goodness, girl. You don't, you know, you don't even understand how much that you confirmed a lot of things that <laughs> we have talked about here in Houston regarding the police department and definitely amen. about the church. So I thank you so much for being on the show today. Amen. Blessings to you. Um, I always say God has one voice. He's not speaking two or three different things. And um, as the apostles in scripture, they, they said the same thing. They had the same thing in mind. Amen. Amen. And that's, that's how we know it's God. Amen. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you so much again, Pastor Pitts, for being on the show today. And this is Althea with Wove Inspirations Monday Morning Motivation. You guys have an awesome day. God bless. Thank you so much for taking time out to listen to Wove Inspiration. If you'd like to follow us, we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at W-O-V-E Inspiration. If you want to leave a comment or question, or if you're interested in being a guest on the show, email us at W-O-V-E Inspiration at gmail.com. This is Althea Richardson. I hope everyone has an awesome day and keep moving forward.